together growing in faith changing communities my dear brothers and sisters today i would like us to reflect on two readings the first one comes from the second letter of saint paul to the corinthians chapter 12 from verse 7 to verse 10. the second one comes from the gospel of mark chapter 6 from verse 1 to verse 6. saint paul argues in the letter to the corinthians he talks to us about a throne that was given to him in the flesh a messenger of satan to harass him but also to keep him from being proud or elevated or elated or even thinking that he is better than the rest nobody really knows or understand the thorn that saint paul talks about quite a number of arguments have been made is he talking about his sufferings is he talking about his sexuality is he talking about his anger nobody really knows what is it that he talks about but there's something actually important for me paul acknowledges and realizes that there is a thorn in his life there is something in his life that is amiss there is something in his life that he would like to change and i think quite a number of us can relate to what paul talks about if you were to look into your own life as i look into my own life there may be certain things that i do not like about myself either physically either in the manner i do things or the company that i keep and the most important thing for me at this stage is to acknowledge that there is something that needs to be changed there is something that i need to attend to and i think in order to address this situation what comes to mind is the serenity prayer because there are two things in here there are certain things that i can still change i have all the power all the wisdom all the graces to work at myself and to see that which needs to be changed that which needs to be improved that needs to be used differently in order to help me to become a better person so those are the things that i can change but also there are certain things that i cannot change about my life about my situation about my background and so with those things that i cannot change i need to have the courage the wisdom the grace to embrace those and to learn from them paul argues as he continues to present his case he says three times i asked the lord three times i begged god to move or to remove this stone from me 
And Paul argues three times the Lord said no. It brings me to another important concept of our lives. Praying to God. Asking him and only to realize that the answer is no. It may seem as a rejection. It is a rejection from God and at times I may be upset, I may be angry, I may not understand why is the Lord refusing to give me that which I think I need the most. Which leads me to the other question. How do I deal with rejection? How do you deal with rejection? Quite a number of us, when faced with rejection, we seem to swallow and crawl back into our own little shells. Some of us may be filled with anger, with bitterness, with hatred. Some of us can become so vicious that we will fight against the person that seeks or seems to be rejecting us. Or will even speak ill or bad or evil of those that we perceive that they have rejected us. How does one bounce back from rejection? I'm thinking particularly of someone who feels they've been rejected in their own homes in their own families who can narrate and go back to their own childhood who carry with them burdens of pain who carry with them experiences of rejection how do you allow the adult you to talk to the child in you and to allow the child to feel the pain without becoming the victim of that childhood experience how do I rise above that? How do I learn to forgive the past? How do I learn to cope with the present? How do I learn to move from that place of rejection into the place of love? How about when it is God who seems to reject us, as in this case with Paul? Well, God offers a solution to St. Paul. He says to Paul, my grace is sufficient. My grace is enough. My grace overwhelms you. My grace embraces you. Quite a number of us, we know this verse of our heart. My grace is sufficient for you. But we need to understand and to appreciate that the verse comes from a place of loneliness. The verse comes from the place of suffering. The verse comes from the place of rejection. And yet God says, my grace is sufficient for you. Could there be moments, could there be times where God refuses to give us something because he knows that he has something better for us in store. I think they are. And this is a typical example for that. My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Sometimes being weak is not a bad thing. 
Because sometimes in that weakness, the glory and the power of God can be manifested. In that weakness, I can learn to submit my will to God. How does Jesus deal with the rejection in the gospel of Mark chapter 6? He goes to his own and the people instead of seeing him for who he is, they want to judge him by where he comes from. They want to judge him by the company that he keeps. They want to judge him by the family that he has. And Jesus is not moved, but rather saddened by their lack of faith. What shocks me in this text is when the Lord says he could only do so little for the lack of their faith. Could that also be true for us in our lives? Where the Lord wants to do more, where the Lord wants to give more, but my heart is not big enough. My faith is not big enough. Have I stopped God from working wonders and miracles in my life because of disbelief? Have I stopped the grace of God because of my indifference? It seems to me while God is all-powerful, while God is omniscient, there are certain things that he might not be able to do because we lack our faith. And he walked away having only done the bare minimum. And so too in our lives. There's one grace that I find absolutely powerful. It's how Paul concludes in verse 10. I am content with weaknesses. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. As a family, as a person, I'm only as strong as I can take care of my weaknesses and of those who are weak in my life. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.